Do you like to learn about random wild stuff? You know, the things you didn't think you needed to know about, then realize you should? Then welcome to Nothing Off Limits, the podcast that gives you one place to go for something different. Impress your next party guest with your unusual body of knowledge. And if you dig the show, get more information at ladyfoxentertainment.com and subscribe, rate, or review. Thanks. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Nothing Off Limits. You're going to be introduced to a different kind of yoga. Yoga as you think you know it will be turned on its side, and I love it. Our guest is Lindsay Estasi, the creator of Rage Yoga. Lindsay is a young Canadian entrepreneur and a variety entertainer. Until recently, she's made her living by juggling, eating fire, swallowing swords, and bending herself in half. After she decided to step off the stage and into a role that would empower other people, she started her own yoga practice called Rage Yoga. She quotes on her website, on and off the mat, Rage Yoga is an attitude, centered, confident, and giving zero fucks. And I love all of it. You can find her online at rageyoga.com, facebook.com forward slash rageyoga, Twitter at rageyoga, Instagram rageyoga. That's a lot of rage. And I love it. Welcome, Lindsay. Oh, thank you for having me. I'm so glad that you're here because I actually found out about you on Facebook from a good friend of mine who is a yoga instructor back east. And I had to reach out to you and have you share with more people about what you're doing. So thank you for coming on here. Absolutely. So before we dive into the the details about Raid Yoga, tell me about your personal journey. Tell us uh, what brought you to this place now that you're in uh, being an entrepreneur and starting this whole venture. Well, it's a little bit of a long story, long and kind of convoluted, but I'll try to keep it as compact and in a nutshell as possible. (laughs) When I was about 19, I decided that I wanted to become a contortionist as uh, somebody who was a part-time waitress with dreams about being a full-time variety entertainer. I knew that I needed to expand my horizons and my skill set. So I naturally went to Google and I searched common circus acts and that ended up bringing me down to contortion. And at 19, I had no idea exactly how hard that was going to be. I just decided... (laughs) <laughs> I was always wondering how people got into contortionism. <laughs> Is that it something my... you just like naturally Google. discover? <laughs> uh, not really. Like, a lot of people, like when they're younger, if they're more naturally flexible and they're already in gymnastics or dance, they'll end up kind of going down the contortion route. Right. Um, I just decided to do it when I was 19, which in the world of contortion, like you're already a dinosaur. So. <laughs> how did you, so you didn't, you weren't flexible or you weren't doing all the gymnastics stuff. You were just like, I'm going to do that. And then you just started trying it? Well, as a kid, I had five years of wrestling and five years of cheerleading. Uh, <laughs> so the cheerleading at least involved a bit more flexibility, but sure, was, the splits and the jump, yeah. the jumping and such. Yeah. Yeah. When I was 19, I had definitely lost a lot of that. And I was just so naive. I was like, Oh, I'll just, you know, stretch every day. And then I'll just, get <laughs> I'll just put my leg behind my head twice. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I wasn't good at it right away, which I'm just one of those personality types where if I'm not naturally really good at something, then I have to be really, really good at it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I love that. The determination in you is fantastic. (laughs) So, so you went and did you take classes or what happened there? Well, I started training on my own for a, for a while. And then I decided that I wanted to learn more and I wanted to develop faster. So I ended up going to the, the words. (laughs) <laughs> to the Beijing International Acrobatic School. Oh, wow. And I was there for, for three months, and it was very productive. <laughs> Were they hardcore about it? Was yeah. it, like, very regimented? Oh, yes. I can only imagine. I mean, when you watch gymnastics and you see the Chinese teams, it's, like, unreal. Oh, yeah. 
it was i can't believe you went to beijing eh, sometimes i can't either but i totally did that <laughs> <laughs> i love this you were just like on a mission you're like i'm gonna be a contortionist and i'm going to china <laughs> yeah and then i i came back from from china and i wanted to continue my learning and i wanted to learn contortion from uh I guess a different a different viewpoint, like a different way. So rather than going back to Chinese contortion, I tried to see if I could find a Mongolian teacher. And there happens to be a fantastic Mongolian contortionist who trains students out of Las Vegas. Uh, and I went and studied with her for about a month, and that was incredible. But between Las Vegas and Beijing, all the things that I was starting to fall in love with with contortion were all the things about you know, finding that centeredness within yourself, mm. finding the ability to slow down and connecting to something higher. And it was funny because when I first started doing contortion, you know, when I was 19, uh, super naive, <laughs> just typing circus stuff into Google, I thought that yoga was contortion for sissies. Aha! <laughs> <laughs> you can't quite go as far as I can, bitches. <laughs> I just, I thought it was for sissies. And then it, uh, slowly but surely, all the things that I started to fall in love with, you know, in contortion were actually the things that people really love about yoga. And I kind of ended up going backwards mm. slowly over time. Not that that's like necessarily taking steps backwards, like losing progress. No, but you had to go to the extreme before you could get back to this like middle place, right? Exactly, because that's just apparently who I am. I always have to do it the hard way. <laughs> oh, I'm with you on that. I understand that completely. <laughs> yeah. So, so. Before we even get into rage yoga and what it is, I still want to know a little bit more, like because, you know, in your bio you're eating fire and swallowing swords and stuff, so this is nothing to ignore. <laughs> we we have to know about that as well, and if that contributed also to the creation of rage yoga. Yes, I think that in certain ways it absolutely did. Uh, I got into the entertainment world kind of by accident, and then I just fell in love with it really hard for a long time. And when I got into the entertainment world, it was because I wanted to do something that made me happy, that allowed me to be me, and to kind of inspire other people to do the same. Um, and Did it make you happy to, to put fire down your throat? It's actually a pretty empowering experience. Because I can't even <laughs> imagine it for a second. Well, Burn my face I'll, off. I'll totally teach you. Oh, awesome. <laughs> awesome. Open invite. <laughs> <laughs> so this is great. So let's dive in. Um, tell us, what is Rage Yoga exactly? Rage Yoga is, I just like to summarize it as it's very much like regular yoga, except for with a lot more swearing. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, our classes here in Calgary are held in a pub. Uh, in a pub? And, yep. That's great. So with a lot of swearing, and then also then since it's in a pub, a lot of alcohol, I imagine. Not necessarily a lot, but it is absolutely an option. I just tell people that I'm not their mom, so they can do what they want because they're adults. <laughs> That's so great. So who is this meant for? Who are you targeting? Generally, we're targeting people who either have an existing yoga practice, who just want a little bit of a less serious avenue, and the huge pool of people that would love to have a yoga practice but are turned off by the conventional yoga studio culture. Mm -hmm. I hate to say this, but there's a, a kind of superiority that goes on, and it can be very intimidating, especially for somebody who's really new to it and, um, and maybe doesn't really understand what it's all about. So I love what you're doing. I love who you're targeting. How does the class actually work? Can you walk us through? So the class runs actually surprisingly similar to a typical yoga class. A lot of people read the articles about rage yoga and they have this picture in their head about a bunch of shitheads just getting like super drunk in a mm. basement pub 
while stretching and making fun of yoga. <laughs> and I can see why some people are drawing that picture, but that's actually really not it at all. Uh, before class, you know, everybody kind of just grabs their mat, grabs a spot, and maybe does a couple of warm-up stretches, maybe talks to their neighbor, gets to know them, or just hangs out with their friends and catch up. Uh, and then I will start the class by just kind of playing some metal in the background while yeah. everybody's in the mood to get ready. And then I'll, I'll Who are some of your choices? Ooh, I got a lot of choices. Uh, for a long time, I was using some Jurassic Park theme song. In our beginning serene moment. <laughs> yeah. I also like tracks such as I Love Myself Today by Biff Naked. Nice. Uh, Top Suey by System of a Down. The Final Countdown by Europe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Adrenalize Me by In This Moment. That's um, great. Yeah, I don't know. Like a, a pretty. You should get some Motorhead in there or I don't know, some Rainbow. Ooh, that'd be good. I got some Nine Inch Nails right now. Nice. I like that. Tool, Muse, we have all kinds of choices. That's so great. All right, so the mu- you put on some music, get people you know, comfortable, they get their space, they talk to each other a little bit, then what? Well, generally, I'll just kind of greet them and tell them what they can expect in the class if there's any new people, because a lot of people do kind of come in, they've, they've read the stories and they have mm. an idea what to expect, so I just kind of like to uh, diffuse some of the nerves. And yeah, then we start with a seated, peaceful, serene moment where I'll start playing and say, right now I'm using the obscure Nine Inch Nails tracks before I was using the Jurassic Park theme song to kind of just sit and connect to our breathing. Yeah. You know, let our thoughts of the day float away, recognize that that is horse shit, and just let it go for now. We can come back to the dogma later. So that's kind of how we start off the class, and then we start, um, when, it's, when I teach anyway, I like jumping straight into core to kind of get the blood pumping, and then we move through some standing sequences, and our standing sequences are similar to a lot of, you know, your more conventional sequences, but they're a little less linear. I really like to encourage people to, like, move around and explore mm. stretch before they, you know, quote-unquote, fully express, so you're not just jamming yourself into position, you're right. actually a chance to move around and feel what everything has to offer. Hmm. Um, I've been getting really good reviews on that, by the way. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, then, the freedom uh, element, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And it's really great because that way people don't always feel like they're doing everything wrong. Right. Because There's that pressure. Your right. Yeah. You're looking at your neighbor out the side of your eye. And you're mm-hmm. like, oh, ooh. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> so that's great. It's very yeah. free. And a lot of the swearing and stuff comes in uh, during that, that meaty middle part of our practice as well. Uh, I like to incorporate that a lot with the breath work. You know, in yoga, you'll do a lot of like deep inhale and like do a sharp exhale kind of thing. Well, mm-hmm. sometimes we pair our sharp exhales with fuck words. <laughs> <laughs> so it is done in unison. I was wondering about that. I was wondering if everybody just kind of has the, if they're doing freedom of movement and kind of getting into it and feeling it, then they can also cuss whenever they want. But it sounds like it's a little more like you kind of guide them to the cussing. Oh, it's a little bit of both, right? We get a lot of people say if they're trying to do uh, a more difficult position for them, they're just like, oh, fuck, this is hard. (laughs) That's where they're at. And And you know what? That's so real, which is why I love this so much, because it's what actually goes through your head. Right? And then for those who are really in the moment and they're feeling all zen and serene, they just don't address it. They just keep doing their own thing. But there mm-hmm. are going to be a couple people who are feeling the exact same thing. And they like knowing that they're in a room full of humans. Yes. 
Yeah. Hey, everybody, I want to take a quick break. We're talking about being in a room full of people, but if you don't feel like actually going to a class and getting your butt there, you can still work out at home. I just bought this new workout called Size, and it's a hip-hop dance workout, so I'm learning all the latest moves. I'm like the youths now. I'm, I'm moving and grooving, because I grew up in the in the era of, you know, Running Man and the Roger Rabbit, so, you know, this is great for me. I'm getting, I'm getting hip with the times, baby. So, I mean, if I can do this thing, you can do it. It's a lot of fun. Go to my site because I have a special click through for NOL listeners uh, to purchase it. One note that I want you guys to know is that um, the site will take you through a number of different options that you can add on to your purchase of the size workout. They're going to offer you a calendar to track your progress. They're going to offer you all kinds of things. And you can say yes to them, of course, if you want. But I'm just letting you all know that this is part of the process so that you're not surprised by it all. So again, you want to get your little groove on until Ray Yoga comes to your city, then please visit LadyFoxEntertainment.com. Go to the resources partners page, click on size, workout, C-I-Z-E, back to the show. The whole other thing about the traditional yoga community or the yoga as we know it in our cities is that, you know, you have to pretend like you're always happy and everything's perfect and I'm so zen, but it's really not, it, it's too difficult to achieve that, don't you think? I think that bullshit does not work for everybody. It works for some people, absolutely. But most of the time, those people who are trying to just, you know, will away their negative yeah. feelings, be peaceful and zen no matter what, they're not experiencing their negative emotions. And as a consequence, they're actually holding on to them. And those are generally the passive aggressive people you meet. That's exactly <laughs> right. You said it so well. That's going to backfire on them big time, too. Later on in life, it's all going to come out. You know, absolutely in some way, physically, mentally, whatever. So, mm -hmm. all right, you're in the middle of the class. Um, you, some of the cussing is guided. Some of it's free. You just kind of let people explore. And then how does it uh, transition through? Does it get um, even more intense? Or, you know, at what point can people go get a beer? Well, they are welcome to get a beer during the class if they really want to. Uh, a lot of people buy their beer before class and actually just have it by their mat. For oh, the nice. Uh, and to be totally honest, people might drink like three quarters of a pint during the entire class. Most people only drink like about a half a pint because let's face it, you're going through a bunch of yoga poses. So it's nice. Yeah. You don't want to be burping beer while yeah. you're in down dog. Nobody's, nobody's slamming those things back. And an unwritten rule of rage yoga is absolutely that burps are encouraged. Oh, I love that. All right. So how do you end class? How do you wrap it up? Is there a savasana or any of that or a meditation? It depends on the class. Sometimes we do have a meditation. Um, my substitute teacher, Taylor, really likes leading rage yoga style meditations. So they do have all the benefits of a guided meditation, but a little bit of that extra sass. Mm. So it's not like, connect to your heart. Right, right. <laughs> it's like, close you your eyes, fucker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, fuck face, close your eyes. <laughs> connect to your breathing. That shit's the good shit. <laughs> That is so great. And so I imagine that your classes are growing by leaps and bounds because it's so accessible, so real, so authentic. Tell us about how it's expanding for you. Well, the classes here are doing pretty great. We recently had to add a third day because we only had Monday and Wednesdays. And we had a couple of experiences where we were actually had to turn people away because wow. we just didn't have room. So <laughs> we added a third That's day. That's a good problem to have. Right. There are definitely worse problems. Yeah. 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 So um, tell us more about 
the results that people get. Like, I'm sure that people come in, they're frustrated, they they have this certain personality type. It's like you said, rage yoga is an attitude, right? And so tell us about somebody who came to you, was maybe skeptical about it, and then found centeredness like you did through this experience. Well, rage yoga is still new. So those stories are definitely still writing themselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, January 4th was actually our first live class. Mm-hmm. It's still in its infancy. And yeah. It's pretty well so far. So I just can't wait to see how this explodes. Oh, God. It's going to be great. You're going to have a lot of success stories of people who felt uh, accepted, you know, didn't feel self-conscious, all of that, I'm, I'm assuming. We're already starting to see some of those. Again, like I said, it's still in its infancy. So the stories are not done. <laughs> uh, for example, do you have a lady who comes to our classes whenever she can and she has tried to go to lots of different yoga practices and she found that they actually triggered a lot of anxiety in her mm-hmm. so she would be going to class and she'd be you know just trying to do like a warrior pose and she would constantly be thinking about how she's obviously doing everything wrong and looking at everybody else and like wondering yep. why she sucked and everybody else was awesome and just the entire environment for her was incredibly triggering yeah and she came down to rage yoga and was a little bit nervous for, for the first class. <laughs> but um, she realized very quickly that it wasn't an, a judgmental atmosphere, that yeah. it was a very like, welcoming and opening class. And it's been awesome to watch this particular lady bloom. Mm-hmm. You know, just kind of when she comes in, she is, is taller, you know. <laughs> oh, man, that's awesome. Even taller. And it's, it's awesome to see her starting to master poses that she used to think wasn't possible yeah. Uh, yeah. or were impossible if you want to get good English in there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and the other week she was just like, hey, I couldn't make it to, to yoga because I had you know classes that day and I you know, just couldn't make it out. But I did a, a really quick like 10 minute stretching yoga thing at home. And uh, the instructor said, all right, now we're just going to like sit down and just gently we're gonna reach forward and touch our toes. And I kind of just like flopped forward a bit because, you know, I knew that I, I, I can't touch my toes. I've never been able to touch my toes. And then I realized I was touching my toes. That's awesome. <laughs> and it was really cool, you know, just to see somebody who, who lights up like that when they achieve something that they haven't been able to do before. Yeah. And you removed it's, a stumbling block for her in her own it, mind about what she could do or not do. Yeah. You took away that pressure. Toes. Yeah. It's great. Because it's, it's not just touching your toes. It's actually just proving to yourself that you can do it. And that is one of those those attitudes and one of those benefits that follows you off the mat, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, I've had a lot of experiences taking all kinds of classes um, in many different cities, too. And um, some of them were so highly structured, and it was a ton of pressure. And, every, and there were some people who were just so advanced. And and yes, it can be very intimidating. Um, and then there's, there's also classes where I got yelled at one time for taking a sip from my water bottle in a class. <laughs> Was it a Bikram or a hot yoga class? No, it was um, Iyengar yoga somewhere in San Francisco. And oh. the teacher, the instructor was so hardcore. I had my water bottle on my mat and then I, I opened it and took a sip at one point And I got reamed out in front of the entire class. You must not drink water. It is, it is not allowed in this. I was like, all right. I got up and I left. I was out of there, you know, and I was so pissed and it made me so upset for the rest of the day because I just went there for some peace, you know. So 
After all these experiences, and I have many, many other stories, rage yoga, I was like, this is the perfect antidote because I can go and I can be free and I don't have to be under some sort of strict set of rules and all of that, you know, which actually leads me to asking you, like, what has the response been in the traditional yoga community to your creation of rage yoga? Very, very mixed. Mm -hmm. It's actually... Uh, like I knew it was going to be a mixed bag of responses. However, what I did not expect was for a lot more of the negativity to be coming more from yoga students rather than yoga teachers. Really? Yeah. Uh, that actually, is surprising. Right? <laughs> That's what I said. Mm -hmm. it, it seems to me that a lot of yoga teachers that, um, understand that even if it's not something that they want in their practice or in their lives – they understand that it's getting a lot of people who otherwise wouldn't practice out onto the mat doing something that's good for themselves. Yes, you know, and, absolutely. Yeah. And these are people that even if they don't like stick with rage yoga, they, they might end up moving on more to traditional yoga because they'll find the benefits in rage yoga and want to seek more traditional roots because mm -hmm, of it. Mm -hmm. And that's a cool thing. Yep. <laughs> yeah. No, it really is. It's a great um, entree for people who, like I said earlier, are skeptics or who have had bad experiences with those traditional yoga approaches or instructors or other students, right? Absolutely. So what are some of the things that the these students are saying? Uh, I've been getting a lot of it's not real yoga. And granted, yes, if you're thinking about it as Eastern yoga, rage yoga is absolutely not Eastern yoga. But as far as Western yoga goes, we're still practicing breath control and mindfulness. We're still getting in touch with our minds and our bodies and building that mind-body connection on our mats. So yes, it is still Western yoga. Definitely. Yeah. It sounds like it is to me. The, th the only element that's different is that, well, there are two things to me, and you can tell me if I'm wrong, is that it's not perfectly structured in a sequence, right? And um, you allow people to express what they're actually feeling. And if that means, fuck, that's okay. <laughs> Absolutely. I think that a lot of the controversy comes from people, first of all, they totally misread what's going on with the boo situation. Just because it's in a bar does not mean people are lining up pints or like taking five shots and then doing some yoga. <laughs> yeah. It just means that it's an option that actually makes a lot of people more comfortable. <laughs> yeah. And also, it seems like a great location because then when you're done, you've had this community, like the social experience. You all feel a little bit better and then you can go have a drink together. Yeah. It, it's Which is what most people do after they have yoga anyway. Yeah. It's you really know? great to watch this like small community start to to grow. Definitely. People are starting to like make friends with other people in the classes and they are staying and hanging out and having a pint afterwards. And that's awesome. That is so great. The other reason that a lot of people um, say that it's not real yoga is because of the way that we allow people to express anger, which I, I think we were already touching on before. It's kind of ridiculous because you absolutely do sometimes need to work through that anger. And part of that is actually accepting and experiencing it and letting it move through you. You can't just will it away. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. And what I don't understand is how, um, you know, people get mad. I'm a very expressive person and, and people know how I feel. I wear my emotions on my sleeve. I don't try to hide anything. And that's very off-putting to many people. But I feel like at least I'm being authentic. And like you said, I'm uh, expressing exactly how I feel. And so then once it's done, it's done and I don't have to deal with it again. <laughs> you know, it's not going to crop up in, I don't know, hip pain or knee pain or something like that. Yeah, it's not going to fester. <laughs> 
Exactly. Exactly. So one of my friends had just posted again, and this time it was on the West Coast about rage yoga and how cool she thought it was. And then a whole slew of people started commenting underneath and saying, oh my gosh, this is so great. When's it coming to LA? So I have to have you share with everyone what your plans are to expand rage yoga. Well, obviously world domination, but you know, (laughs) (laughs) what would your Mongolian contortionist teacher think about this? (laughs) (laughs) Um, That's a very good question. I'll have to ask her. (laughs) (laughs) She'll probably give you a high five, I think. (laughs) I hope so. I respect Odgo, so I really hope (laughs) that I would get a high five. Uh, Well, the plans for Rage Yoga are many, many, many. Uh, We are launching online classes very, very soon. I'm going to be doing a a semi-private launch for two different six-week online courses very soon here, and they're going to be launching publicly in July. Great. And we're planning to do a tour in August through Canada. I want to ideally hit up everything from Toronto to Vancouver. Wow. That'd be really cool. That's a lot of traveling. Right. A lot of cussing. I really, really, really want to come down to the States because, well... You guys are it's, all excited about it. Yeah, everybody's <laughs> freaking out. I mean, East and West Coast. But like my whole thought is like New York, New Jersey, Philly. People there are traditionally very like, I don't know, they have a chip on their shoulder. <laughs> so I think that they would really accept this. And that's where I come from. So everybody's like really into the idea. And then all the artist types who are are tired of the fake culture, the fakeness of LA would totally eat it up as well. And I'm not sure about San Francisco. That's probably a toss up. I I would bet you on that because there's so many like purists up there. I'm not sure how the the reaction would be. (laughs) Yeah. I also have uh, the same kind of uh, thoughts about Portland. I've heard really good things about Portland and I've had one or two people from Portland write me and actually say like, hey, we'd really love to have radio come out this way. And I'm pretty sure it would be like a 50-50 because what I understand, Portland is like the home of the hipsters. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they apparently have the highest per square capita of uh, strip clubs. <laughs> so I should go to Portland. And host it not in a pub, but in a strip club. <laughs> oh, sweet baby Jesus. I think that would be great. Um, So that's great. So you're going to be offering these online classes so then people could access you from their very own laptop or computer at home. Um, So wherever they are, before you actually expand down to the States, they could still access your classes online, right? Indeed. Uh, Awesome. And then I saw something else on your website about teacher trainings. Tell us about that. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, that's a, another 2017 project. Uh, I'm very, very excited about that one. I've been getting people requesting from all over the world. I'm talking not just the states, not just Canada, like Germany, the UK, and Iceland. Wow. Right? <laughs> uh, a lot of people really want to learn how to teach this style. And I would love for that to happen. So unfortunately, right now, it's just not a place to do it. There's just so much going on. Like I said, Red Job is in its infancy. So mm-hmm. we're... But we're you, just wanna, you just got <laughs> a lot of uh, success with a Kickstarter campaign, right? Absolutely. That's why the online classes are coming out soon. That's so great. Tell us about your Kickstarter success so you can inspire others who have Kickstarters out there. Well, the Kickstarter, we only really needed about $2,000 in order to make the online classes happen which is, you know, pretty low. I pretty much just needed a new computer. Uh, and then we ended up getting just under 8000 I think. 
So it's like 300 and something percent funded, which I would totally count as a win. Heck yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You should get one of those little trophies. You know how you get those little rewards. Oh, I definitely, I used to carry a tiny, tiny little plastic trophies and medals in my backpack just so I could validate strangers. (laughs) Are you serious? You, you will be surprised how much a tiny little piece of plastic can make someone's day. (laughs) Do you use those in your classes? That's great. Ooh, no, you should I have bring to your trophies, bring your trophies to Rage Yoga. And then when a student is like, when they successfully get through class and that while they're taking a sip of their victory beer, give them a little trophy. Trophies for everyone. Trophies all around. Yeah. <laughs> well, this is such good stuff. And I would love to have you come back again to tell us how things are going, which cities you're now being offered in, um, when you're going to be offering these trainings. So that Because I know a lot of people who teach yoga and who are interested in learning your approach to yoga. And so I really, really believe in it. I think it's going to completely take over the world, like you said. <laughs> Thank you. I would love to come back. Great. Everybody out there listening, if you haven't already, which I'm sure you have, please go to rageyoga.com. Connect with Lindsay on Twitter, at rageyoga, Instagram, rageyoga, and of course, on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash rageyoga. Lindsay, you're awesome. And thank you for sharing this with us today. Not a problem. Thanks for having me. P.S. You're awesome, too. Ah, I get a trophy. <laughs> you <burn. laughs> Have a great topic you'd like to hear discussed on an upcoming episode of Nothing Off Limits? Email us at ideas at ladyfoxentertainment.com. In the meantime, please subscribe, rate the show, and go to ladyfoxentertainment.com to sign up for our email list and to check out our resources page. Thanks so much for listening. Talk to you next time.